When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and of course, I am your host, John June, and as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's going on, man? You know, it's, it's a it's a good week. You know, semifinals uh, again, just, just pushing through, uh, getting to those championship rounds. You know, was able to get to, to two semifinals. We also are in in one in that that belly up semi in the playoffs. So I'm glad to to be getting that. Uh, you know, got the the loss uh, last week in the first round against you, but you know, I'm I'm hoping I get this revenge this week in another semifinals. Yo, just just in so many leagues, crazy. Yeah, man, we got a semifinals matchup against one another this that needs, week. That needs to update, by the way, you know, sleeper playing games. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know what's going on over there, but um, maybe they're waiting out on these stat corrections because, you know, that that Cleveland-Baltimore game was wild, so they got to, you know, check out for every possible it's true, true. That last play, <laughs> that last play made a lot of people money and lost a lot of people money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the backdoor cover there on the safety. I mean, that one, that uh, decided a fantasy a playoff matchup in in one of my leagues. So mm-hmm. um, the one that I was tilting over, uh, your boy advanced to the second round. So there you go, um, there you go. Moving yep, on yep. there, but uh, yeah, man. Hopefully we can get y'all moving on to the second to the to the championship round. Yes, sir. Um, you know, depending on what your league mat your league format is, I, I did say last week. Uh, you know, if you do play in a two week playoff. We'd have some advice, uh, Greg. I know you probably you may have something, some advice there on that front. But the one piece of advice I always give is, if you are, you know, the leader, if you are leading, you know, by a wide margin through those first two weeks, you know, don't go for those high variant plays. You know, maybe take a little uh, look at the projection of your matchup. You know, maybe you don't have to take as much risk. Uh, you know, you you just gotta play those high floor guys um but or but if you're in the reverse if you're in the opposite um seat of 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 that then you need to take more risk you need to go with the high variance because if you got a a wide margin to cover then you've got to hit those home runs and try to to get you know the high upside plays greg where what do you think about that and and you know what other you know uh i guess advice would you have for those listeners that are playing in the two-week playoff format uh yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, you know, if, especially after that first week, uh, being able to play ahead, kind of play with the lead, and also playing from behind. There's different strategies there. Uh, one of them is yeah, the different plays you have to do. Uh, also, yeah, um, you know, I'm always a fan of that getting points everywhere. So definitely defense. Uh, looking ahead, um, in the the first two weeks, maybe adding two defenses, one for <clears throat> one week, and then if you got the better matchup. Uh, the next week and then slide those in or, or look ahead to, to adding one there because uh, yeah in today's NFL there's there's not really a lot of you know dominating defenses it's really matchup based 
Uh, and, you know, streaming defense is a good strategy nowadays. Yeah, and it's becoming tougher because managers are, are smartening up. They're, they are, um, you know, streaming defenses more, so it's harder to get them. Uh, teams yeah. are – managers are willing to hold multiple defenses. So, uh, you know, the game's evolving, so we got to adjust and evolve with it, man. Um, but moving on, man, let's cover some of this news really quick. Uh, the mm-hmm. first news item on on the day, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they're dealing with uh, a COVID situation in their wide receiver room. Obviously, Des Bryant, he uh, had the, the, the false positive, uh, has since been activated from the COVID reserve list. But three receivers, uh, Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin, and James Proche, uh, have all been added to the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, so... Um, Marquise Brown, who was coming off, I believe, three straight games uh, where he yeah. scored a touchdown, um, had a matchup coming up against Jacksonville. So managers were, uh, c- you know, considering rolling him out there again this week. Uh, will not be able to. Uh, Greg, are you looking to anybody else, uh, maybe Des Bryant, maybe Devin DuVernay, uh, in this Jacksonville matchup? Or do you think that the Baltimore Ravens just lean in on this run game? Uh well yeah it is it is Jacksonville uh Derrick Henry just literally ran all over him he's still running um so definitely the game plan is heavy run for this this offense uh and mo- most likely more emphasis on Mark Andrews um but if you want to take a shot on maybe Willie Sneed I'd probably take a shot on him too if you want to yeah I forgot to mention yeah. Willie Sneed there yeah yeah I mean this is a Baltimore Ravens team that on first and second down uh you know running the ball sixty eight percent of the time there. Um, so, you know, this is clearly what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, 68% of the time. Jacksonville too. It's going to be a kick matchup. Yeah. Especially going up against Jacksonville. Um, you know, who, who is, uh, according to sharpfootballstats.com, uh, in the first three quarters of the game, they allow, uh, or they allow the highest success rate to opposing run offenses, over the last three weeks, so um, yeah, you you want you want to go up against Jacksonville basically, mm-hmm. and, and this is a good uh, a good way. I mean, I think Gus Edwards is in play as well. Uh, obviously, we'll break down that matchup as we get to it. But uh, speaking of running backs, Ronald Jones also ends up on this COVID nineteen reserve list. Uh, it seems like uh, based on the way it was reported that he could be a close contact, uh, but he's also dealing with that pinky injury which he had surgery on. Um, yesterday, so uh, uh, Bruce Arians did say that Fournette would get the start. We also did see LaShawn McCoy involved last week. Um, Greg, what are your uh, feelings on potentially rolling Fournette out there uh, against Atlanta, who's been surprisingly better uh, against running backs uh, this year, specifically in recent weeks? Um, but, um, yeah, yeah uh, it's definitely unfortunate. Another kind of you know, running back kind of like how Maz Gaskin, you know, like news like that hit that running back you expected to roll out there strong RB2 uh, going down for you in a key week. So it's definitely killer. Um, but for net, I mean, he, he definitely brought a lot of good PPR value this year. So uh, he can, I think, give you that as a floor, uh, giving you like, you know, PPR RB2. Um, that's kind of what I expect from him. Um, so uh, but the ceiling, uh, you know, it could be there if they're able to get in the red zone. Uh, Tampa Bay has been 
they were better last week. We'll see what they're gonna do this week. Uh, they're they're a very up and down team. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But I, I mean, I could roll them out there as, a, as a, maybe a top thirty play. Yeah, um, I mean, this next guy that we'll talk about, Raheem. I mean, and you'll see where I'm going with this. Raheem Mostert. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He's a DMP in practice. Jeff Wilson uh, is has seen a bulk of this work, uh, mm-hmm. not the most of it, but has seen at least uh, 10 carries in each game, mm-hmm. um, you know, has been productive. I would start him over Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm definitely with that. Um, and then moving on, staying on the running backs, uh, uh, CMC, he was a DMP in practice, not expected to play. Uh are you just assuming that he's not going to be here for the rest of your fantasy playoffs, Greg? Yeah, yeah, he's done. I think for the rest of it's kind of like our Kenny Dollar day. He's also not coming back for him. We've been saying that. You've been saying that for the last two weeks now. So yeah, I think kind of these guys, um, you're gonna have to really just not worry about them. Yeah, uh, I would I would agree with that. I I don't see any reason why CMC has to come back. Um, I mean, from a dynasty perspective, I think this is what you prefer. Um, if you if you do roster CMC in a dynasty league, uh, as a redraft manager, this this probably sucks. But mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, you have Mike Davis. If you are mm-hmm. the Mike Davis manager who doesn't have uh, CMC, I mean, obviously, you are thriving off of off of this uh, potentially here. So, uh, but you know, M- uh, Matt Rule, he's the new head coach, signed a six year deal. This team is four and nine. Uh, they have zero incentive to play Christian McCaffrey in meaningless football games, uh, considering the fact that they just handed him uh, a handsome contract and made him the highest paid player in the organization, thus making him the most important player in the organization. So zero incentive for them to do that. I don't see why they would. Um, yeah. Someone who does have an incentive potentially to come back if his football team continues to uh, or can win some football games, string some win- some wins together. Um, that is George Kittle, tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. He's officially been designated to return off the injured reserve here with that foot injury that has kept him out uh, the last uh, several weeks. Um, so obviously we talked about him uh, last week. You know, as being somebody to keep an eye on, uh, potentially to help you in this playoff run. Uh, Greg, what what are your expectations for George Kittle here down the stretch? Um, as in, yeah, that down the stretch is, I mean, you know, if he's able to come back for championship week, week sixteen, I see no reason why you wouldn't roll him out there. This team uh, will add automatically their best player on the team. So um, <laughs> yeah, he he'd be there, and you know, you would uh play him right away uh, as an elite tight end yeah i mean if you so if you're somebody that's been streaming um you know then you're gonna have to make a decision here you're not you're not gonna have any decision to make here i should say uh, you're gonna play george kittle um if you are the george kittle manager uh you're someone like me who who went out to actually make some contingency plans um you know traded for a mark andrews maybe you traded for a tj hawkinson um, you know, you're gonna, you know, then you have a tough decision to make. Uh, I guess the line would be like if you traded for, uh, or if you picked up a Robert Tunyon, right? Then 
a healthy Robert Tunyon versus like a George Kittle in his first game back in Week 16, uh, I think that's something that you probably you know might might have to consider there. But uh, obviously, as we get closer to that time point, we'll see the practice reports and whatnot. Uh, somebody who's returning as as well. I'm not sure if it's relevant, but I'll bring him up. Julian Edelman uh, designated to return from the injured reserve. Any interest there, Greg? No, there's plenty of receivers at this point that are that are getting hot uh, that you can definitely plug and play. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, Greg, streams of the week. Uh, who is your quarterback stream of the week that you are recommending to the people today? Uh, yeah, I think it's it's kind of not simple here, but uh, other than Jalen Hurts is a guy, you know, Arizona. He's 30% rostered. He, again, he's got Arizona this week, 273 total yards last week, had the 18 carries. Uh, the Eagles are dogs by almost a touchdown, and um, definitely this ha- helps and not hurts uh, his fantasy situation. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, got the, you got the Cam similar play style, but, uh, you know, Cam against this team had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, against Arizona, I think I expect one for for Jalen here, uh, and continue to use him as a, a very solid floor QB um, with some tight end. I mean QB one upside, so start him up. Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny because I actually wrote Jalen Hurts down, and I was like, I'm not even gonna waste my time writing <laughs> a, a a blurb here for Jalen Hurts because. I suspected that you would pick him because this, like you said, this is easy. It's simple. It's a layup here. Uh, yeah, we talked about him two weeks ago. If 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 Jalen Hurts is on your is on your fantasy is it I mean is available in your fantasy league, pick him up. I mean, if not to start him, then to block your opponent yep. from starting yep. him, um, because he does have that cheat code, uh, that that upside. You know, ran for a hundred yards last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the that's uh, the equivalent of of him throwing two and a half touchdown passes. Uh, you you want that in your lineup. Um, my quarterback stream of the week, my my backup quarterback stream of the week. You brought him up uh, the other day as the stream of the year, the streamer of yes, the year. Yes, sir. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, versus Green Bay. He's he is that guy. You know, maybe he's the Sunday morning quarterback. You know, where I I don't have anybody. Uh, I need to go pick somebody up because he he does seem to be available uh he's available and i think it is about 30 percent of yahoo leagues uh i will vet that but yep, 32. Uh, this game has 32 percent of yahoo leagues this game has the second highest total on the week at 51 and a half uh teddy bridgewater is an eight and a half point underdog to aaron Rodgers and this packers offense uh you know, so he'll have to keep pace with them. He is getting DJ Moore back uh, and should come through for you this week, even providing a little bit of that rushing floor for you as he usually does. Uh, Greg, your tight end stream of the week, man. Who is it? Uh, definitely going with Irv Smith Jr. Uh, versus Chicago. Um, he is 12% rostered. Um, Kyle Rudolph got, you know, he's still sidelined today with the uh, foot injury on uh, Wednesday's practice. I'm going on and assuming that he's not going to be able to play this weekend as that foot is still bothering him. Uh, Bears are a bottom 10 team against the tight end position. Uh, even in that last match matchup against the Vikings, well, where it was Kyle Rudolph, he had a 4 for 63, 4 receptions for 63 yards. So the floor is there, uh, and that's a great start for a tight end in fantasy today. Uh, you can add him and uh, stream him up. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting because I also had Irv Smith written down <laughs> as my tight end stream of the week. So seems like we are on the same page here, Greg. But uh, I, it's okay because I, I, 
I anticipated that this would happen. This could potentially happen. So you know I got to go back to my guy because he's still what I would consider to be under-rostered. Uh, that is Cole Komet. He's 9% rostered in Yahoo Leagues uh, Go in this same game going up against Minnesota, um, who, you know, decent uh, against the tight end. But as we've been saying, uh, as I've been saying, uh, Cole, Cole Komet has been more involved in this offense. I know Jimmy Graham caught the touchdown, but that was uh, down uh, by the goal line. Uh, but this this Packers offense, uh, this I mean, this Minnesota Vikings defense, uh, top 12 in, in yards given up to the tight end position. Uh, their top uh, top 10 in uh, catch rate allowed to the tight end position. Uh, so, uh, you know, Cole Komet, in this offense, being targeted, uh, you know, by uh, Mitch Trubisky against his Vikings defense in, the, in a game with a, uh, you know, I th- think there should be a, a decent amount of points in this game. Uh, I think you could start Cole Komet with some confidence this week. Uh, Greg, your yeah. defensive stream of the week, man, who is it? Oh, uh, yeah, so hopefully we don't go for three for three, but I'm going to go with Tennessee defense versus Detroit. <laughs> Uh, he's 47. They were 47% rostered, uh, kind of high, but I think, you know, they're available. Uh, Stafford being banged up. He probably still may be able to play, but if he's not, Chase Daniel uh, may be the starter, which is also still nice. Uh, even with Stafford playing, I think Tennessee's be able to create some turnovers. They'll be uh, heavy favorites, so uh, they uh, should be a decent play. Yeah, we'll call that two and a half because I, I, did, I did initially write them down, uh, but I pivoted. <laughs> Uh, I pivoted, you know, regardless of you, I pivoted. Uh, I went with New England, actually, uh, 49% nice. rostered in Yahoo Leagues, going up against Miami. Uh, they're two-and-a-half-point underdogs, uh, but it's it's Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. Uh, we obviously mm-hmm. saw that last time against Herbert. Uh, don't need uh, another reminder here. Uh, he's, at, he's also had extra time to prepare for this one, having played on Thursday Night Football. So uh, that's an extra three days to get ready for this game. This game does have a low total here, and so I like I like Bill Belichick's chances to get after the rookie. So uh, New England, I think, is a streamable defense. Yeah, I like that a lot. Gives me confidence to start them in my 16-team league in the semi. So I, I like that. Definitely, man. All right, let's let's break down this Thursday night football game. Um, you know, we've got the four and nine LA Chargers traveling to Las Vegas to take on the seven and six Las Vegas Raiders. This is a 53 point total. The uh, Raiders are three point favorites in this one. In terms of injuries, Vegas has a ton of guys out on defense. Nicholas Moreau, the middle linebacker, he's out with a concussion. Defensive end Cleveland Farrell, he's out with a shoulder injury. Cornerback Damon Arnett, he's out with a concussion. Uh, Jonathan Abram, uh, safety, he's out with a concussion. Uh, Safety Jeff Heath, he was added to the injured reserve with a concussion. Um, And then Henry Ruggs, um, wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, was was added to the COVID-19 reserve list. So he will be out of this matchup as well. Um, For the Chargers, Mike Williams, wide receiver, uh, as well as Keenan Allen, wide receiver, and running back Austin Eckler, they were all questionable. Uh, at, or they're all questionable for this game. They all did uh, get in. Uh, they all did participate in practice uh, on Wednesday. So uh, good news there. Uh, they are expected to play. 
Uh, linebacker Denzel Perryman uh, and this, and safety Nasir Adderley are both doubtful for the game. Um, so, Greg, where are you at with, in terms of this matchup, man? Uh, with this game, I'm taking the over. I'm going to take the Raiders to cover, and I'm going to also take the Raiders to win. Um, on the Raiders' side, uh, I think Derek Carr is playable. I think he can be a top 15 play in this matchup uh, versus the Chargers. I do have, I have the over, so do have some points being scored in this one. Um, the Raiders also I have the Raiders also covering, so that also helps Josh Jacobs. That means they'll be competitive. They'll be uh, in times in in positive game script, so he should have a playable value as well as that you know borderline RB one value when which is where he what where he is when the Raiders are usually in competitive close games. Um, Nelson Aguilar he played amazing last week. You know played well last week. You know he's going to continue to be that main wide receiver and then Darren Wall of course the main other main pass catcher main pass catcher on the team uh to be you know the tight end one for you uh and what Aguilar as a compliment um on the charger side uh Justin Herbert you know he's got to back to being a quarter borderline QB1 got to that top 15 level next last week um expect him to to continue that as his floor um, especially if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both able to play. Uh, Austin Eckler has been great as well. He's been a, a top RB1, uh, top 10 play last two of the three weeks. You know, shut the good, a good dual threat at the RB position, uh, getting about 12.3 carries a game, uh, eight receptions also per game since being back. So, uh, you know, true getting both sides. Uh, you know, Hunter Henry, I think the tight end, that's not going to give you a dud, but, you know, very low ceiling unless he's <laughs> going to score a little score a touchdown. Uh, and yeah, uh, if, if Mike Williams is not going to be able to play, Tyron Johnson does have him intrigue, but I think Mike Williams with the practice today, I think he should be out there. So, uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, of course, Keenan Allen being the one Mike Williams having some upside flex value in this one with the corner matchups. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to take the over, going to take the Vegas Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders to cover and the Las Vegas Raiders to win the matchup. Uh, if this, you know, with the Raiders' defense being in the state that it is, if this, if I had more trust in this coaching staff, I would pick the Chargers to win this game because they they definitely have the weapons and the skill power to get this done. But I I just can't trust in the coaching staff, especially with what happened you know last week, um, not deciding to whether they wanted to kick a field goal or uh, stay you know uh, you know have their offense stay on the field, whatever man, but. Uh, either way, I'm firing up Herb again, uh, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. These guys are all must-starts in this spot here. Uh, Hunter mm-hmm. Henry, because he plays tight end, uh, he's a must-start. Uh, Mike Williams, if he's healthy and active, uh, which seems to be the expectation, I think you can flex him as a high upside wide receiver three. Uh, and then I agree with you for the Raiders. I, I do like Derek Carr this week. Um, I also do like really. I also really like Josh Jacobs as well. Uh, I think he's in a great spot here against a, a struggling uh, Chargers run defense. And like you said, uh, you know, when the Raiders are winning, uh, that's when, you know, Josh Jacobs really uh, has those, you know, has those productive games, those productive fantasy games. And so uh, I think, you know, you would expect that here in a game where uh, we're expecting them to be in positive game script and, and win this game. Uh Obviously, looking to Darren Waller as the top option in the passing attack, but uh, Nelson Aguilar, he's somebody I think needs to be started in this matchup. I mean, yes, sir. Uh, I, I think he's somebody that needs to be in your flex. Obviously, no one in this game should be in a flex position. Uh, they should be as a wide receiver or a running back or uh, your tight end or um, you know your quarterback if it's a super flex. 
Uh, but either way, uh, this, you know, this police player, uh, Nelson Aguilar, somebody I think needs to be considered uh, this week. He should, he should be started this week. Uh, I, I would go as far as to say I would start Nelson Aguilar over Terry McLaurin this week, um, even though Terry McLaurin's going up against Seattle. Uh, the Raiders are throwing the ball more on first and second down. Uh, that's resulted in increased target volume for Aguilar. He's seen at least nine targets in, in three of the last four games. Uh, Henry Ruggs is out of this game, so um, that's potentially more deep targets for Aguilar. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm in on Aguilar this week, especially uh, after what he what he did last week and and the state of this Chargers defense as well. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely on that. He's definitely a, t- a top twenty five play this week. For sure, uh, Greg, do you have a bold prediction for the people? Uh, I I did have Tyron Johnson scoring a touchdown, but you know I, with Mike Williams playing, I don't think that will happen. Um, but I'm gonna go with uh, this is tough. Even bolder, you know, Hunter Henry scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Oh wow! I think I did that last time the Chargers played on Thursday Night Football, and it I, I don't know if it happened, but it was close. Um, yeah, that's interesting because I am going to go with a Hunter Henry bold prediction as well. Uh, and, and our bold prediction, I guess, will be linked because something Hunter Henry rarely does, uh, double digit half PPR points for Hunter Henry. Ooh. Which would hopefully. So if he gets that touchdown, which he could, yeah. he could get the touchdown yeah. and not and still not get the double digits because that's right. But the, for a tight end, that's like that's like hand to hand almost, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, I should just say top twelve tight end, but he's done that so many times. I want double digit points. That's the right. Bold prediction from Hunter Henry there. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, just putting all the good juju out for for Hunter Henry on our team and belly up. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Henry, if we could get double digits, that'd be great. Um, I know it's playoff time. Playoff time. If there was ever a time for you to do it, you know. I mean, look at Hollywood. I mean, Marquise. Sorry, you can't call him Hollywood anymore. He's got to earn that oh, back again. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Marquise Brown. Mar- yes. Marquise Brown. <laughs> uh, but hey, S. Miller. He he's earned his first name back, right? Scott. We can call him yeah, Scott. He's, he's has. He got Scotty, the Scott though. back. No, no, not Scotty Scott. yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> they have so many receivers. But, yeah, he was able to catch that, that nice deep ball by Brady. That was probably oh. – I mean, Brady only had, like, 180 passing yards last week, so can't cr- – <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Scotty Miller only – or, sorry, Scott Miller only ran four routes. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we got, he's got more letters in his in his name this week than he ran routes <laughs> last week. So Facts. <laughs> it's a step in the right direction there. All right, y'all, so – um, that is all we got for our Thursday Night Football preview. Uh, make sure you catch us tomorrow for, um, you know, part one of the game previews. We we got some Saturday football to break down, so uh, be mindful of that. Be mindful of those guys being in your lineup. Make sure those guys are not in your flex spots. Um, but yeah, catch us tomorrow for game one part preview or game previews part one. Uh, good luck. If you have anybody going to Thursday Night Football, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to us. If you have any start-sit questions, uh, reach out to us on social media. Uh, the show, you can follow the show at FF Diagnostics on both Twitter and Instagram. You could follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. And then you can, uh, if you could rate and review the podcast, 
it would definitely help us out a lot. Uh, you know, whatever platform you're listening on, if you could just rate and review, that'd be great. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Good luck. And we are out. Yeah.